Anthony? Well, Dad, look what he's creating this time. The swagger man, Eric Adams, has no plan. Let's look at plan number one. Plan A. When the illegal aliens started flooding into the Port Authority of 42nd Street, he said, let's put him up at the Milford Plaza, which is on 44th and 8th. Exactly. But $125 a night for room and board for 600 illegal aliens. For 600? He has the illegal aliens that came here. It's like, but where am I going to get the money? It's too expensive here. Well, they're not paying for it. Exactly. We are. We're going to pay for it. And then the people who own the Milford Plaza who are on the verge of bankruptcy realize, wow, this is a cash cow. So they raised the rates to $500. And this week, it's $700 a room. So they're gouging. They're gouging us, the taxpayers. Oh, that's one. Number two, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, said, why don't we get some of those mothball cruise line ships? that are north of Fort Lauderdale, let's see, Elephant's Graveyards for cruise ships, and we'll recommission them, we'll sail them up to the Port of New York, Red Hook in Brooklyn, Sapleton, the old naval facility in Staten Island, and we'll berth the ships there and then put the illegal aliens on the cruise ship. He said, oh, wow, that's a great idea. Well, I'm holding a briefcase full of money and euros. Dumb, dumb, dumb. It's the stupidest idea. Thanks, Eric Adams. But, the worst. But it's not the love boat. So that was number two. Right. Now number three. Number tres. He says, um, you know what? Why don't we construct a big tent in the parking lot at Orchard Beach in the Bronx? And we'll put single able-bodied adult males there. Not families. Adult males there. And I'm saying to myself, first of all, there's no people around there except in City Island. City Island? And then City Island will want to pull the drawbridge up and not let them come on. Exactly. They're like, yeah, no, let's just turn the bridge the other way. And then you have Rodman's Neck right next to it, which is where the cops do their, their shooting to improve on their ability to hit targets. And it sounds like a wartime situation sometimes. Sounds like a war over there. It's like... They're like, are, are we in a war? Exactly. Is this the new Irish Civil War? And then the city councilwoman who represents the area said, we need additional cops in all the surrounding precincts. And I'm saying to myself, why? You think these are uh, drug dealers, gang members, potential terrorists? Why would you ask for more police? Yeah, what's the point? They're quitting anyways. Are you crazy? Now, inside information. There's going to be one other site. I have it. He has it. I don't. Confirmed police representatives that they're looking at Floyd Bennett Field in Brooklyn, part of the uh, Jamaica Federal Reserve, and also where the police department keeps their helicopters and their planes. They want to storm there or further up on Flatbush Avenue over what is... Uh, referred to as the old Marine Park Bridge, but I think they renamed the Gil Hodges Bridge. They want to put them at Fort Tilden, which is now part of the Jamaica Preserve. So they want to put the tents there, right by the Irish Riviera. Which means it's like, you know what, we're just going to circle around it so we could keep an eye on these 
people, alien people from another galaxy because we don't know where they come from. And notice, <laughs> notice, no other cities around us, not Jersey City with full of, not Raj Barak and Newark, they're not offering to take any illegal aliens. It's just the big NYC, that's where they exactly. want to come. They they, want, where do they want to come? They want to come here for a fresh, new apple slice life. Exactly. But the unfortunately, Nueva York. Nueva York. Boy, this one um, flummoxed over. Bisexual Visibility Day. Now, I can even understand having Bisexual Day. But Bisexual Visibility Day, how do I know who's a bisexual? The definition of bisexual is you could just as easily have sex with a man as you could a woman. Bisexual. Nobody looks like a bisexual. It's not like a drag queen. If we said drag queen visibility day, I think we could pretty much assume who a drag queen is because they're so ostentatious. In fact, right down on Miami Beach, South Beach, they had a drop-dead gorgeous transsexual who looked just like Lady Gaga. You put both their pictures together, they look together. So you could essentially say, okay, Drag Queen Visibility Day. But by sexual visibility, they are scratching my head and I'm wondering. There are now, according to the hipsters and millennials, the woke crowd, 72 different terms of sexuality that I have to identify people with. And I have to honor their requests so that if they decide that, for instance, it's asexual visibility day, that means they have sex with nobody. That means they're celibate. Abstinence is their cure. Another example, pansexual visibility day. And again, these people look like anybody. You would never know. Oh, you're a pansexual. You're an asexual. You're a bisexual. So let's say we had pansexual identity day. Pansexual means you would have sex with almost anybody. So I'm trying to figure this out. I mean, it was so easy when I was growing up. A person would be first off XX chromosome, woman, or XY chromosome, man. And if they decided to alter their gender identification, this goes way back to the very year I was born, 1954. Christine Jorgensen was the first. She graduated Columbus High School up on Pelham Parkway in the Bronx. She went to serve in WW2 and heroically fought in the Battle of the Bulge. But then while in Europe, stationed in Germany after the war, she heard that there were a number of Scandinavian doctors who were experimenting in transferring a gender from male to female, female to male. So she went up to Denmark and she had one of the very first operations, first operation for an American. And she came back to America and landed at Idlewild Airport, now known as JFK Airport. And there was like a hundred reporters there. And he, meaning she, Christine Dorgensen, came down the walkway and it was like she dominated. And eventually she appeared on TV shows. She wrote books. She became a worldwide renowned phenomenon. So Christine Jorgensen, who at one time dressed like a man, was a man anatomically, and then through gender reassignment, 
ended up having the anatomical uh, uh, plumbing of a woman. That would have been something readily easy to identify. But identifying one's sexual choice, bisexual visibility day, maybe followed by asexual visibility day, maybe followed by pansexual visibility day. I got to tell you, I got sexual vertical. I'm all confused here. I'm old school, I realize, 68 years old. But hey, I'm pretty open-minded, libertarian to most things. This one has me in a loop. Well, 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 Bruce Springsteen, the boss, 73 years old. Now let's look at the tail of the tape, the narrative. Born on the working class, blue-collar side of the tracks in Freehold, New Jersey. Not with a spoon in his mouth big enough to offset the trade balance between America and Red China. Given. Came up the hard way. Garage bands, Stone Pony in Asbury Park. Had a few great songs. Then did the song that became featured in the L.A. Olympics. This is the one that the old Soviet Union, a.k.a. Russia, boycotted because we had boycotted the Soviet Union's when they hosted the, uh, the World Olympic Games because of the invasion of Brezhnev and the Russian T-2 tanks into Afghanistan. You remember all that, Jimmy Carter, all that, Mishikash. And then here was, here was Bruce Springsteen with a song that seemed to be very patriotic, born in the U.S. of A. And Ronald Reagan, the president, actually did a national speech here, made reference to Bruce Springsteen, you know, blue-collar, working class, proud of his American roots. Now, Bruce Springsteen never corrected President Ronald Reagan then because it was not a pro-American speech, excuse me, song, by any means whatsoever. It sounded that way initially. It was hummable. People liked it. People were busting their britches with patriotic pride. It played often when U.S. Olympians like Carl Lewis won gold medal after gold medal in the L.A. Olympiad. But when you listen to the words, it was an anti-Vietnam War diatribe, which, let's face it, I was opposed to the Vietnam War. A lot of people were. But Bruce never spoke up and said the president was wrong. This is what the song is about. Because all of a sudden, this song shot to number one, made millions of dollars. And then all of a sudden, he was no longer blue-collar working-class Bruce Springsteen. He was Rumson, a one-percenter, right there on the Jersey Shore. And then to add insult to injury, Bruce Springsteen declared that he was Farmer Springsteen, like Farmer Bon Jovi. That means they wrote off whole swaths of their vast land holdings where they claimed that they were growing agricultural products. Now, I don't know, maybe they had hydroponics, they were homegrown. Uh, Sense Amelia, Mitchell Khan, I don't know, Maui Wawi, Hindu Kush. But they wrote it off their property taxes. These guys were worth gazillions of dollars. And then to add insult to injury a second time, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, you know, uh, Stevie Van Zandt, Schmatter Boy, guy from The Sopranos, they said, they're going, we're going back on tour. We haven't been on tour since 2017 because of the lockdown and pandemic of March of 2020. Okay. But you would have thought he would have catered to his fans, you know, blue-collar, working-class folks. Nope. Look at the prices. If you want to buy a seat where you need an oxygen mask to breathe, 
It's a thousand bucks. Way up there at MetLife Stadium. In the last row, a thousand bucks. If you want to sit in the loge in the mid center of Met uh, Met uh, Stadium, it's going to cost you five thousand dollars. The only one who will be there time and time again because he is like a human piñata to Bruce Springsteen is his number one groupie and fan, Shamu El Jefe Chris Christie, who's been to like 183 of his concerts all over the world. He loves Bruce Springsteen, East Street Band, but because their politics doesn't mix like ammonia and bleach, Bruce disses and dismisses him all the time, won't even answer a phone call. So you got groupie El Jefe. Shamu, Chris Christie, who will take a reverse mortgage in order to be at a Bruce Springsteen concert event. But for the rest of you, sickle fans, Tony said, lackeys, this guy is not the working class hero. He lost his working class roots, Bruce Springsteen, a long time ago. So guess what? You're not the boss. To me, you're Bruce the Kazillionaire, Rumson, one of the one percenters, and I'm not wishing you a happy birthday. Ah, this Sunday, Anthony, you, me, and my stepmom, Nancy. And Nancy. Where are we going to be? We're going to be going to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Run. That's right. It's the annual walk run, 5K. It traces the steps of the hero firefighter, Steven Seiler, who had worked a 12-hour shift on the day of the attack of 9-11, he gets off of work. Right. And he hears on the radio that a plane has crashed into one of the towers. Exactly. He's supposed to play golf with his brothers in Staten Island. He calls them up, says, guys, I got something to take care of. I may catch up to you later. He drives his car to the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel. He wants to drive towards the World Trade Center. But it got blocked off That's right. because one of the firefighters was like, yeah, we got we got code 60 right here. Uh 104. Uh we got see, we see white smoke. Uh men jumping down out of it. Right. So what does Steven Silla do? He opens the trunk of his car. He's got 60 pounds of bunker gear, other firefighting gear, and he runs all the way through the tunnel. And he goes right into the belly of the beast trying to save other firefighters and other citizens. Exactly. But when it when it finally crumbles down, he couldn't even save it. Exactly. So his brother and his family created the Stephen Siller Foundation, great philanthropy that helps not only the survivors of 9-11, but now police officers who have been injured in the line of duty or maybe killed in the line of duty, servicemen, servicewomen who have been injured in the line of duty or killed in the line of duty, they raise the money, and then they'll build a brand-new house, and they'll, they'll turn the key. They'll actually come over and say, here, Anthony, here's the keys like to a brand-new house. Look at this. This is the least of what we can do. Exactly. Great organization. Very good organization. The problem is that while we honored those who died and were injured on 9-11, right. 343 firefighters of the FDNY. Exactly. Others who were EMTs with the FDNY. Others who later on died from illnesses that like, they caught. Exactly, from the fires or even from the smokes when the people saw it from one of the towers. So we honored them. And then obviously Sunday, you, me, and Nancy and 30,000 
We'll be walking through the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel honoring Stephen Siller and firefighters. But the city council on March 1st is going to pass legislation to say no more white Irish firefighters. There are too many of them. We have to have more women, more minorities, which has been what they've been saying for years. Exactly. They, they've been trying to have doing that since the last hundred years or so. It's civil service. You take a test. It's not based on your color. Exactly. You pass the test. You pass the physical test. You can be a firefighter. Apparently, though, not enough minorities or enough women want to be firefighters. So what are we saying to the heroes? We say to the heroes... It doesn't matter what kind of test you're taking. It doesn't matter what kind of race as what your personality is. If you're going to, it's your choice if you want to have a community civil service for the FDNY. But, but getting rid of the Irish because of too white? Come on now. We had Irish citizens, Irish Americans from their roots, from 1845, from Ireland, to the United States to join them. Come on, this is crazy. So what we've done is unfortunately turn heroes into zeros. But we're not going to tolerate that, Anthony. Irish should live for it. Glory to Ireland. <laughs> <laughs>